Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. Today we are in Exodus chapter 38, and without any further ado, I pray God leads us and guides us as we begin. He made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. Five cubits was its length and five cubits its width. It was square and its height was three cubits. And so, of course, we know that five represents the five books of Moses, the Torah. And when we break the Torah, when we sin, which is missing the mark, then we have to, quote, have a sacrifice. And we can't do it right now, of course, because the temple has been taken from us because of our disobedience and we've got dispersed from there. But when Yeshua returns, we'll still do it. But then we won't really have to do it because it says we won't be sinning anymore. It says that sin will not be found among his people. So that's beautiful. But we will be offering offerings on it still, like the burnt offering and whatnot. But but I do want to point out, though, just the picture of this five and the five is showing the measure, the standard for which this altar is constructed is based on Torah. And so when we have to all offer an offering upon it, it's been we broke that Torah. And it was square. And its height was three cubits. Three represents the Father, Son, and Spirit. And they are the essence of the Torah. He made its horns on its four corners. The horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with bronze. And that's why we talked about the bronze was this lower level metal. It's sometimes symbolized, synonymous with sin, because here it is with the altar that would, you know, accept our sin offerings. He made all the utensils for the altar, the pans, the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the fire pans. All its utensils he made of bronze. And he made a grate of bronze network for the altar under its rim, midway from the bottom. So the grate is basically the barbecue grill. Think about that, the grate of it. And it's sitting about halfway down. That way it would hold the animals that were being burned, and underneath of it would let the fire um, be there. Verse 5. He cast four rings for the four corners of the bronze grating as holders for the poles. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. Then he put the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar with which to bear it. He made the altar hollow with boards. So again, this is how the priests are going to transport this altar. And they're going to do it on their shoulders. And it was hollow inside so that, of course, you could put the fire underneath the animal on top of that grate. He made the laver of bronze and its base of bronze from the bronze mirrors of the serving woman who assembled at the door of the tabernacle meeting. This is where they would wash. Then he made the court on the south side. The hangings of the court were of fine woven linen, 100 cubits long. So if you want to enter the courts of God, remember linen represents the righteous acts of the saint. And right here, the 100, I believe, represents the 10 by 10, a, 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 a multiplying of the magnificence of God's deliverance. Because on the 10th plague, we were, we were delivered and Egyptian's firstborn son was killed. And on the 10th day of Tishri, the Day of Atonement, we are forgiven and redeemed and saved, but the world is judged. There were 20 pillars for them with 20 bronze sockets. The hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver. Now the 20 pillars represents, again, twofold. The 20 is the redemption. People who are 20 years old and above could enter certain service requirements or sectors of the populace, like, for example, for military exploits. And then they had to give money when they were counted in the census or whatnot. And so it's kind of this rite of passage, just maturity, age 20. And right here, I believe, if you're going to enter God's, his courtyards, 
it's a picture of you need to spiritually be mature to a degree, right? And then the hooks, of course, if you notice, there's uh, there's sockets of bronze, and then the um, the hooks of silver and pillars of silver. So silver was the second grade metal, bronze was the third, and so he's not even to enter God's courts. You don't have you know, just anybody who has reached at least been refined as silver and has overcome their sin and been washed in these this bronze altar area, they get to enter in. So that's I some of the symbol some sim, some of the symbolism I see in that. Um, of course, once they want to actually enter into God's presence and go to that inner inner part, that more holy place, then they would have to be refined as gold to see his face. They have to be holy. On the north side, the hangings were 100 cubits long with 20 pillars and their 20 bronze sockets. The hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver. And on the west side, there were hangings of 50 cubits with 10 pillars and their 10 sockets. The hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver. And so here we have uh, the 50 representing the Jubilee, the freedom. They're free in Messiah. They've been freed from the world. And 10. 10 again being that redemption, the, the 10th plague, Israel was freed but the firstborn of Egypt was killed and the 10th day of the day of month of Tishri, the day of atonement where we are redeemed and we are atoned for. Verse 13, for the east side, the hangings were 50 cubits. The hangings of one side of the gate were 15 cubits long with three pillars and their sockets. So on, on either side of the gate here, we have these curtains, so to speak, or the hangings that were 15 cubits long. Now that's actually quite tall because it's, it's around 23 feet long. That's really big. So this is a high, high walls. And they had the three pillars and the three sockets, I believe, representing the Father, Spirit, Son. Okay, verse 15, and the same for the other side of the court gate on this side and that were hangings of 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets. Now 15, I believe, represents two things again. Deliverance, because on the 15th day of Abib, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. So they walked free from sin. That's how we're going to enter God's courts. We come out of Egypt and we go into his promised land, so to speak. And also on the 15th day of Tishri, the seventh month, it starts the Feast of Tabernacles, where we tabernacle with the Lord. Interesting, this tabernacle is called the Mishkan, the place of dwelling. And that's what the word tabernacle means, is shakan, to dwell. So here we're going to dwell with Yahweh, and because he's brought us out of Egypt, so to speak. All the hangings of the court all around were fine woven linen. So there's, again, this the linen that represents the righteous acts of the saints. If you're going to enter these courts, you have to be doing God's righteous acts, obeying him. The sockets for the pillars were bronze, the hooks of the pillars and their bands were silver, and the overlay of their capitals was silver. And all the pillars of the court had bands of silver. So to enter in, you have to be refined basically at least as silver and get the um, and lay down your sins with the bronze altars. I think that's these they represent the bronze and the silver. Verse 18, the screen for the gate of the court was woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and a fine woven linen. The length was 20 cubits. And its height along its width was five cubits, corresponding to the hangings of the court. Okay, so the screen was basically like the doorway, the entrance path. And it was, again, that's symbolic of Yeshua, because that's how we enter into God's presence. And the blue represents the purity, purple, royalty, scarlet, of the blood of Yeshua, and the fine woven linen, those righteous acts of the saints. Its length was 20 cubits, so that's the redemption and the maturity. And the five cubits of its height is Torah, it's... Um, it, its height is based on 
Torah. So that you have to, to enter in, you need to keep Torah. And even if people speak against Torah, they usually obey most of the laws. <laughs> they just fight with the pig and the Sunday and stuff like that. And some of the pagan holidays. But most of it, they already obey. Like, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't murder, stuff like that. And there were four pillars with their four hooks of bronze. Their hooks were silver, and the overlay of their capitals and their bands were silver. Again, this is like, just to enter the courtyards of God, you need to at least be refined as silver. It's not the ultimate, because to get into that holy place is where you would have to be refined as gold, and in front of that holy place where God himself is, the actual holy of holies. And so I hope this is making sense, and the four pillars represent, of course, Messiah, because that's our only entrance. He is. He came during the fourth period of 1,000 years, the fourth day. And if you ask many Jews today, if you ask them the number of Messiah, they'll say four. Verse 20. All the pegs of the tabernacle and of the court all around were bronze. So this is the outer area. This is the inventory of the tabernacle. The tabernacle of the testimony, which was counted according to the commandment of Moses, for the service of the Levites by the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that Yahweh had commanded Moses. And with him was Aholiah, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, an engraver, engraver and designer, a weaver of blue, purple, and scarlet, and of fine linen. And again, I re- leave out sometimes the words in italics. All the gold that was used in all the work of the holy place, that is, the gold of the offering, was 29 talents and 730 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. It's technically, shekels is shkalim, <laughs> plural. So again, these are other units of measure that we don't particularly use in America or wherever you're listening, Australia or Canada, but they are some of the units of measure and money money that were used and that will be used. Verse 26. A bekah for each man, that is half a shekel, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone included in the numbering from 20 years old and above, for 603,550 men. So here's this... 20 years old and above, and they have to offer money because of the, for that, um, for this redemption, because they are 20 and above. So that's the maturity and this redemption money given to then the temple, the tabernacle at this point. And from the hundred talents of silver were cast the sockets of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil. 100 sockets from the 100 talents, one talent for each socket. Then from the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the pillars, overlaid their capitals, and made bands for them. The offering of bronze was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels, shkalim. And with it, he made the sockets for the door of the tabernacle of meeting, the bronze altar, the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils for the altar. The sockets for the court all around, the bases for the court gate, all the pegs for the tabernacle and all the pegs for the court all around. So if you notice this, these, this monetary, some of these monetary offerings were given and from it, some of these things were constructed because it, they may have been stamped as you know our coins are today, but some of them probably weren't either. So they probably just had um, just silver and gold and stuff that they brought for the workings of this tabernacle. And remember, they gave so freely that they had to stop them. So I'm hoping this makes sense to you. Again, just Google a picture. Some of them are very inaccurate, but some of them are pretty good online. So just kind of that way you can picture it as we're reading what this is about. Okay, everyone, have a blessed day.